mm-hmm. is this a battle I want to be a part of? Mm-hmm. No one else but Christians and conservatives are sharing him. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. He's half naked on a pole with devil ears. Is this something I want to be a part of? Yes or no? Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls, girls like us, who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, pop culture, and everything in between. So let's be those other girls that just don't talk about culture, but change culture. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hello, hello. hello. You are listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Freeman. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Those Other Girls. This is going to be your new favorite pop culture podcast from a Christian conservative perspective. I'm just going to go ahead and let you know that now. If you'd like, go ahead and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and five stars on Spotify, wherever you're listening. Um, mm-hmm. so we're back for another week. It was kind of a slowish week. So we have two, um, I was gonna say episodes, two like articles that are kind of evergreen. So yeah. this is kind of the episode that you are probably gonna be able to share forever. You can always mm-hmm. send some of the topics we're talking about to all your friends. But before we get into all the topics, Freeman, how was your week? My week has been really, really good. Although I will say, I literally just realized about 30 minutes ago, I think these biotin gummies I've been taking have been making me emotional. And really? I don't know if that's just me or if anybody else has had that. If you have had that, please let me know because I'm I feeling didn't have crazy. Oh. Well, I don't have it when I take the Trader Joe's. Um, they have little like they're these horribly smelling like green huge pills <laughs> and then they're like the pink gummies that you can get from like harris teeter okay. so i got the gummies and i had them like a few months ago and i remember i had similar symptoms and then i went on the trader joe's pills and like i felt normal and actually my nails grew out much quicker on the trader joe's ones but the thing was they just smelled so bad and the pill was like huge it was just yeah. a ridiculous thing so yeah. I'm back on the gummies because they taste good. They're much more pleasant. But I really think they're making me emotional. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. I had to dump them. I was like, it was oh, like, wow. I was, having, was that? Yeah. I was having like just a really weird day emotionally. And then like I got in after doing DoorDash and I like started to take the biotin and I like looked at it and I was like, it's you (laughs) that's funny i was like i like called my mom and was like mom here's what's going on like you'll find this fascinating and i was like on the phone with her like dumping it down the garbage so i thought you'd find that interesting that is very interesting especially because biotin is just from what i understood it was just like natural yeah herbs i guess because i've taken it before and i will say i feel like it didn't really make a difference for my hair but my nails grew exponentially like that's how it my was nails... when i was on the trader joe's one okay okay but not the gummies the gummies don't do anything except make me a crazy woman wow mm-hmm. Ooh, I, I took like tumbler oh thank you i like your tumbler I took, when I was on it, I was taking them from It Works, which we're going to do a whole episode on, like, MLMs. Have you, you've heard of It Works, right? No. Oh, maybe not, because you're Gen Z. 
Well, those millennials listening, you know about It Works. It took the nation from, I want to say 2014 to maybe 2019. It was an MLM. Everyone and their grandmother did it, has ordered something, I think, at least once. I sold sold it for a couple years. I will say I never had money, so I could never invest real money into it. So I don't, I probably got more money out of it than I put into it. So mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people that had that type of experience, but I definitely wasn't making lots of money. And it was, mm-hmm. it's way harder than you would think. Like I, and you know, sorry if you do MLMs, I do not support MLMs. Um, and I'll just talk more about that in another episode. So you also went to go see The Little Mermaid this week. Yes. Okay. I was not available to go, but how was it? It was so great. I saw it twice. I want to talk about it really quick. So spoilers, 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 spoilers. Fast forward. um, And yeah, you'll figure it out, I'm sure. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Okay. I'm going to wait a second. Okay. So I went and saw it twice. It was really good. Um... I have always loved mermaids. That has been my thing since I was a child. Fun fact, I was on a swim team all the way up to the eighth grade. Um, yes, swim team all the way up to the eighth grade. I was not good at swimming as in speed, but I was good when it came to technique. Um, sometimes my coach would ask me to demonstrate because I could demonstrate it. I just couldn't get there from point A to point B at a fast speed. So I love swimming. Um, my mom said when I was younger, I made a comment like, oh, I just feel more comfortable in the water. Cause like when you're in the water, you can do flips. You can do things like totally no one's Mm -hmm. just not to like, you know, be emo but like no one's judging you in the water like exactly it's just so much better in the water i cannot relate to ariel at all um so anyway so i've and i've loved mermaid just been my thing you know girly swim all of it so it's Mm -hmm. encompasses all the things i love okay so i was really excited for this movie um and especially because hallie i want to keep calling i want to call her hallie berry but it's hallie bailey she is an amazing um singer i knew she was great with singing her acting i was a little concerned about i was excited to see it i was going to see it either way i was concerned about her acting um but she did fantastic um that's awesome and and this was the one and she's she was the black ariel right which was like Mm -hmm. kind of controversial yes it was controversial um personally i don't think it so my personal opinion and Mm -hmm. i'm sure tons of people listening are going to be mad at me and um you know say stuff but i personally don't think it matters yeah if it's not integral to the story right for example mulan needs to be chinese mulan probably shouldn't even be japanese she should be chinese because it is about what Mm -hmm. happened in china um that is different i will say the cleopatra making her black i don't think that was a good idea either Mm -hmm. but ariel a fictional fantasy character Mm -hmm. being black Mm -hmm. it doesn't change the story it didn't add or take Mm -hmm. away you Mm -hmm. know making um cleopatra well, I won't use that because I didn't see the movie and I don't really know the full story behind that. But, like, for example, making Mulan black would take away from the story because it wouldn't make any sense because it's taking place in China. Right. Um, So it was very controversial. Tons of people said they didn't see it. They didn't want to see it. And she only got it because she was black. But it's weird to me because when you were listening to them do the things they said that during her audition they all cried so it sounds like the person who i heard the most that. qualified received it i heard so that. last thing i'm going to say about that 
if you think someone got in a, something because of their race, what is that called? All right. Ooh. So back to the movie. Um, it was really, really good. Um, some of the things that I just think that I, I want to talk about really quick that I thought were just like um, positives in this movie that, you know, Disney in a time where Disney is doing all this crazy stuff yep. that, you know, mm-hmm. we don't agree with. I just really loved a couple of things. Number one, um, Ariel with her father, um, her, you know, obviously we know Ariel's the stubborn 16. Well, we don't know if she was 16. We do know <laughs> that Prince Eric is 21. Um, they did not tell oh. us how old, um, Ariel is. Fingers crossed. She's at least 21. Um, or at least 18, I guess. I, they yes. didn't tell us. But anyway, so, um, we know Ariel's, you know, stubborn teenager, blah, blah, blah. And she was listening to her father. By the end, she admits she should listen to her father. And her father even admits, like, he should be listening to her as well. And she Mm. apologizes to him. And he sacrifices himself for her. Mm. And then, uh, once spoilers, you know, spoilers, he comes back to life after the sacrifice, which, you know, it's kind of like, ooh, interesting. Um, it was like that aspect of it. And then, so at the end, I cried. Um, because it was just super sweet because the whole, oh, actually, sorry, before I get to the end. So the other thing was they gave Eric like a little bit more, you know, we're just saying Eric's a prince, but they gave him a little bit more character. So they made him an explorer who likes to collect things just like Ariel's an explorer likes to collect things. Mm -hmm. So their chemistry just made a lot more sense, giving him some Mm -hmm. backstory. Um, so, and that honestly added to it. He had a song. It wasn't a bad song. The second time I went to see it, that was when I went to get to refill my drink and I didn't do that in a like a it wasn't a bad song I just was like okay it gave me bet on it vibes from um, High School Musical 2 so just yeah but he's so cute oh my goodness so handsome they had such great chemistry it was like whoa they I want them to be together in real life because both of them are single so you know I'm shipping them so okay so the part that made me cry was at the end so at the end um they're like, okay, um, they, so the dad, um, is talking to Sebastian and he's like, I just can't, this is going to be so hard. And then Sebastian's like, what? Letting her go. And then, you know, turns her to a human. So she goes up, runs up to meet with Eric, let Eric know, okay, I'm a human now, blah, 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 they kiss. Fast forward, they're deciding to go and explore. And the mom's like, where are you guys going? Uncharted Waters, which is interesting because I really need them to do a sequel. And it's like, how are you going to do a sequel? Are you guys going to stop for a little bit to have Melody? If you guys have seen the second one, like, you know, they have this, the daughter Melody. So I don't know. But anyway, so go on Uncharted Waters. So, okay, they're in the water and they're, you know, smiling, happy. And then Eric stops the boat, turn around and then it's her dad. And her dad is saying how much he loves her and like how um, everybody, oh my goodness, I'm like getting emotional thinking about it now. Like how everybody, um, how he's proud of her and, and he apologized like I should have uh, listened to you before like you lost your voice and like that. And then he says <clears throat> something like, we're all going to be there for you. And then like her sisters come up from out of the water and then a bunch of random mermaids that we hadn't seen before <laughs> come out of the water, but it's just so sweet. And then she yeah. cry, like does a tear. And if you actually know anything about mermaid folklore, uh, folklore, um, mermaids don't cry cause they don't have souls. Um, so like if you do get a mermaid to cry, it's like really, and she like cries. It, it's just, it's such a sweet moment. And it's just like, 
one of those uh, it was just so well done and like how everybody like slowly comes up and it's just showing them like you're never alone you have a whole village all yeah. these people love you and mm-hmm. it was just such a great ending um oh such a good movie such a good movie well i'm so glad you had a good time i should go see it everybody everybody has been posting about how good it was and i yeah. now i feel fomo like yeah a lot of fomo <laughs> you should go see it the only okay the only i guess like negative aquafina i want to like her because she's in everything i want uh-huh. to i feel like they want us to like her aquafina is the most annoying celebrity i think i have ever encountered in my entire life <laughs> she is in everything for whatever reason and she has this annoying anyway so she played scuttle and there's a song that everybody's saying was terrible and honestly it wasn't the it was the worst song but it wasn't like oh my yeah, god my ears are worst. bleeding yeah, yeah like it was like okay if we had to rank all the songs yes why do they have her singing when she clearly cannot i don't know uh-huh. um yeah and like i can't and i'm saying this to someone who can't sing like don't put me if you're gonna put me on something auto-tune it like please auto-tune it and yeah. i feel like they didn't even try to auto-tune hers that was a little weird but other than that like i really really liked it there wasn't any lgbt none of that stuff that i i could see i mean if it was it was super like hidden mm-hmm. um my mom <laughs> one of the mermen had a pink tail mom was like um I saw that and I was like I think that was just costume design. like I don't think that yeah. meant anything. Yeah. So that's all it was. Uh, so people asked me about taking their kids. Uh a bunch of people actually asked me on my Instagram about taking their kids. I wouldn't necessarily say no. It depends on your child's maturity level. I will say mm-hmm. the scenes with Ursula when she like becomes, you know, uh poor unfortunate souls that scene um and then the scene where she gets big you guys know at the end and like attacks everybody i will say she uh it could be a little scary my mom was saying from my mom who i wouldn't necessarily take her advice but she said 16 i said 10 so oh wow yeah maybe maybe um someone actually uh, messaged me said they just went ahead to their six-year-old and the six-year-old was fine but it just really yeah. depends on like what you like what your child's um level of comfort is and like mm-hmm. maybe if i have a more mature child i would do eight i don't know if i would take like six five four but i will say they were there the second movie yeah. i went to was so cute little so at the second one they had the i noticed they don't have this at all movie theaters but they had a cutout um of Ariel Uh and some of the other yeah super cute and um there were like little girls with their dolls lined up to take pictures and they brought like one of those little automatic cameras like that we had at the tea party (laughs) it was just yeah yeah it was just so cute and everybody such good vibes the kids laughing in our um in our uh movie the second time the first time we went was like after nine I went with my cousins um so it's just me and one other girl cousin are on a certain branch of my family and everybody else are guys so like our moms kind of have us do stuff and when we went to that one that one was late and it wasn't as many kids i think it was maybe one or two kids in there but the Mm -hmm. one i went to the next day we went around seven ish i think and there were tons of kids and like them laughing and singing along was cute Mm -hmm. couple Mm -hmm. were running up and down the stairs concerning i'm like where are your adults but other than that (laughs) like it was cute it was it added to the experience (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I like I hate seeing kids running around like without an adult near them. And you know, that's really how it should be. Like it should be where you can have your kids just roam free, but like mm-hmm. not in 2023. I'm sorry, not in America, but anyway that was a little mermaid if you um had clicked out for the spoilers come back in we're done talking about it so what merch have we got coming up so we do have some summer merch coming up um i'll let you guys know when that when those designs are finished but i want to say we have our barbie collection our other like barbie girl other girl uh uh we have these cute tumblers we have t-shirts we have um like a pop socket type thing we have um iphone not iphone uh airpod case a bunch mm-hmm. of cute stuff with stickers <laughs> and stickers <coughs> and i I'm sorry i will say i really enjoy my tumbler because i put it in my dishwasher and normally something that has like a plastic sticker on it will melt instantly but it didn't like it is still on nice. really well. and it's not even a sticker i mean it's like really I'm, in there i don't I know i think they like but, laser it on maybe i don't know it's like really on there so you can even put it in the washing machine or the dishwasher um it goes on perfectly the lid goes on perfectly perfectly no leaks i'm really impressed loki like i was like this is a serious like mug (laughs) yes yes so everybody get them they're on the website um and then we also um have some more things coming out that you guys are going to love make sure you download our app taking the conversation to the app um we're also going to by the time you guys hear this you would have read um one of our new blog posts we're going to be doing a lot more blog posts by freeman is the latest one um i'm not going to spoil it if you haven't read it yet but um, you can also easily access that from the app. Um, and you can make comments. You can agree, disagree. Just the idea yeah. is just community and discussion. Community and discussion. Yeah. How are we going to move forward in this? How are we going to change culture? Community and discussion. Talking mm-hmm. through things and trying to come up with solutions that are tangible things that we can do to help benefit one another and help encourage each other with our relationship with God, our relationship with each other. Um, and through the app is one of the ways we're doing that and if you're like oh wow oh my goodness this is so great i love all that you guys are doing join a patreon five (laughs) dollars a month um can help us fund this it can help us with some of the other projects that we're going to be working on it'll also um you're going to help what we're doing it takes money a lot of money (laughs) to run some of the things that we're going to be doing and that we have done in the past um it takes money so if you would like to be a part of that please 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 join our patreon we would really appreciate that and we're also going to have some cool exclusives in there freeman and i have been discussing just some fun things that will just be patreon exclusives that are coming up um so yeah so i think that's it you ready all righty what's our first story should we clink are we ready I'm ready. Let's uh, get started. Clink. Okay, so the main stories are brought to you by the Pink Rose. The Pink Rose is my jewelry store. This beautiful rose necklace is what you would get from there. And it is beautiful jewelry you can wear all day, morning, evening, night. 10% goes to women-focused, life-affirming businesses. The one that I'm focusing on for right now is the University City Women's Center, which is the Women's Center Pregnancy Resource Center in my town. You can use the code OTHERGIRLS10 to get 10% off. 
Okay, so this next story I really wanted to talk about. Um, it actually broke literally, I want to say like hours after we finished recording last week. So that mm-hmm. was annoying. Um, mm-hmm. But we absolutely had to talk about it. Um, so give me two seconds to take a sip of this. Okay, this is brought to you by people.com. Khloe Kardashian admits surrogacy process made her feel really guilty due to transactional process. Khloe Kardashian opened up about feeling uncomfortable with the transactional feeling of surrogacy process in the season three premiere of The Kardashians. When a confessional, the Good American uh, co-founder, 38, got candid about grappling with guilt for using a surrogate to bring her son Tatum, now nine months into the world admitting she was in quote a state of shock from the entire experience i buried my head in the sand during that pregnancy when i went to the hospital that was the first time it really registered that it has nothing to do with the baby i felt really guilty that this woman just had my baby and then i take the baby and then i go to another room and you're separated it's such a transactional experience because it's not about him i wish someone was honest about surrogacy and the difference of it that that doesn't mean it's bad it's great but it's just very different end quote elsewhere in the episode chloe admitted that she felt less connected to her newborn son than she did with her daughter true now five after she was born that's so sad i think really quickly and then i want to hear your thoughts i'm just going to start off with like it makes sense that she didn't realize because i'm sure many of her siblings i know for a fact Kim did it and had no reservations at all. Like, yeah. I remember Chloe said that, like, Kim said it was a great process and it was fine and she didn't experience any of these feelings. So now Chloe's like, maybe I'm, you know, a pro- I'm the problem. If other people aren't experiencing these emotions, then maybe it's me. Anyways, go ahead with your. Do you have a spiel or something? I want to hear. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, that I think you're making a very valid point. Um, I did think about that because Kim has done it twice. Um, and at least Kim didn't share it on TV. And it sounds like she didn't share it with Chloe if she had a problem with it. Um, but I think what Chloe felt is probably more of the normal. Um, because I mean what she said it it is transactional. And I wanna say, um, I hate to say it, that's exactly what it is. You are using someone's body to, you know, have this child and then you take the child and then you do it. And then I think it's so telling. She says, um, it had nothing to do with the baby. Oh no, that's that's not the part. But she she says, says, um, it's not about him. Yeah. It's not about him. That's the part I'm, yeah. It's a transactional experience because it's not about him. And I think that is really, like, encompasses our issue with surrogacy. And I just want to add really quick. So we are going to have the conversation about surrogacy because it needs to be had. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, if you have chosen a surrogate, this we're not trying to shame you. If you have been a surrogate for people, we're not necessarily trying to shame you. We're trying to talk about the conversation. And we have to have the conversation to be able to talk about it. So, you know that's just what this is we're just having yeah. this conversation we're speaking some truths take what you want from it don't take mm-hmm. what you want from it um but i think it's really great that um it was really needed that chloe spoke up like this it's really needed yeah. that chloe said something because i mean she's not the only one who feels this way because that's literally mm-hmm. what it is i i mean i don't know how to 
express any more like I don't know how how else to express that mm-hmm. it is transactional mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. the perfect word for it it really is I couldn't have thought of a better word for it um it removes all emotion right from the yeah. process like yeah. when you're thinking about the logistics of it are we really thinking about how not only how Chloe's going to feel, but how this other woman's going to feel. And more than anything, how is the child going to feel? I mean, yeah. there are studies of children feeling of having abandonment issues mm-hmm. when the the woman who gives birth to them is no longer there. I mean, there are scents happening. There are hormones that pregnancy is the ultimate bonding process. I mean, being one with a human being. I was like, you can't get any closer to someone than ultimate being bonding. their mother. <laughs> literally yeah yeah so i mean and then i think about like later down the line you know um her firstborn true is like maybe looking at an ultrasound image and is like oh that's me when i was in mommy's belly and then tatum comes along and is like where where am i and then you know having to explain well you weren't in my belly you were in someone else's belly and he's like who's and you just wonder about that other woman, that third party that you're bringing in. I will say, she, from what I can tell, did not choose this um, for her career. I She told As Magazine, which is as.com. I've never heard of it. Um, <laughs> but she said that she, they that the doctors told her there was like an 80% chance that she would have a miscarriage if she did have her own baby. Which begs the question, I mean, if you're going to miscarry maybe that's god saying don't have a baby (laughs) fair that is definitely fair that could be it i think um so to kind of piggyback off of that i think that when people are having this conversation they're forgetting that kim and chloe both really want children and they just can't for whatever reason that's a good desire it is a good desire and i think that um with with chloe choosing to do surrogacy as opposed to carrying the child all the way through with a man that third trimester tristan that has cheated on her that does not Mm. love her that is doesn't seem to be a decent dad like these are from what we can see you know if Mm -hmm. if he's better then i mean please show us because we're not seeing it um i think her choosing to do surrogacy was also a way of like not being attached to him Mm. um as well and you know the child wasn't made in love and that's kind of hard to say but like this man Tristan does not love her. Um, mm-hmm. And it's his kid, you know, it's his kid. Mm-hmm. She wanted True and Tatum to have the um, the same biological, to be biologically uh, siblings, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is great. So then be with some, like Mary, have a family. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it yeah. seems like they're like red flag after red flag saying like, no, 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 no. And like, this is what happens when like we don't put the child first like ultimately she had a desire for a child and she was going to get her biological child yeah by any means necessary yeah 
And that is a good, it's a good desire. I mean, we are called, every woman is called to some kind of motherhood, whether it's spiritual or physical. Yeah. We are called to some kind of motherhood. That is good. That is God given. But don't, too much of a good thing can sometimes be harmful. If that makes sense. Yes, I understand. And I think, so Katie Faust, she's the founder of Them Before Us. She always says. Yeah. Um, she always talks about like child first. <clears throat> yeah. She says stuff like we parent, like adults, we don't deserve children, but children deserve their biological parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something right, that. It's true. Yeah. And I think that's something that we, you have to wrap your mind around that. Um, yeah. Because that's just not, I feel like that's just not culture. That's not what society says. That's not the norm anymore that you know our great grandparents everybody pretty much was with their families and then if you weren't it was kind of like whoa you don't have a father that's mm-hmm. you don't have your mother left your family you're kidding boo yeah. mom you know and now it's kind of like oh yeah you didn't have a father oh, your mom left <laughs> that's awful how's your stepmom you know and yeah no shame to those who have those family experiences. For sure. Um, but you are responsible for your future family, so you can break that cycle. Uh, anyone listening? But um, the idea of, like, putting the kids first is so yeah. foreign, and it's just not a part of our culture, and it's not... And part of our... Part of the problem is it's all part of the whole abortion pro-life. You know, you see how it ties back in, everybody? Mm-hmm. It ties back in. So part of that, like, not just... Not caring about human life, not caring about the children even though i hate when people go what about the children but like that's kind of what this is what about the Mm -hmm. children go ahead well and one last thing i want to say on this and then i'm good (laughs) i think i think what you said is so key and to put it in a nutshell we say children are a gift yet when else do we say we deserve a gift Mm. see what i'm saying We, we like Okay. Do we really deserve gifts or are gifts gifts that come sporadically and you're grateful for it and you didn't necessarily force this gift? Because if if you were forcing a gift, it wouldn't be a gift. If I forced Andy to get me a Tesla today and then I was like, what a great gift, he'd be like... (laughs) <laughs> it's not a gift. Yeah. It's not a gift. I was forced into this. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's really sad. The, you know, 80% chance of a miscarriage. Very sad. You know. Um, totally. <clears throat> people that do surrogate. There's so many upstanding good couples that do surrogacy. There's so many mm-hmm. upstanding good single people that just really desire to be a parent. And I'm telling you, like, you guys, I am not saying this from, like, a pedestal. I'm saying this as someone, like, I want you to know if you're listening and you feel some type of way, like, I'm right there with you. I have no mm-hmm. idea if I am ever going to get married. And I have no idea if I will ever meet somebody so Mm -hmm. the idea not necessarily surrogacy but you you know but going Mm -hmm. other methods just to get a child because i really really want to be a mom Mm -hmm. like i totally the desire to be a mom is something i've had my entire life and it's Mm -hmm. very strong so i'm not saying this as someone who's like who can't relate because i've been married for five years i met my husband when we were 12 and and you guys are perfectly healthy yeah no problem we actually have six kids you guys don't hear them running around bethany you know Mm -hmm. Like, that's not how I'm saying this at all. <clears throat> so I understand and, and I completely sympathize and I have that desire as well. But this is where we go back to 
holy versus health uh happy this is where we go back to like what is what is right and what is wrong what is it and who is in charge of right or wrong that's god does does this honor god is using someone if it's going against how someone biologically um how he created our biological systems is going against that god yeah. is, is god happy about that um i'm gonna say no and i want to say like once again if you yourself have been a surrogate if you surrogated for someone or if you are the child of surrogate it doesn't make you any less than a human it doesn't make you any less than loved it doesn't Mm -hmm. make you any less whatever i'm just Mm -hmm. we're just having this conversation and we know that god wants us to put children god calls children the bible calls children a gift god wants us to children deserve their parents their mom mm-hmm. and their dad their biological mom and dad are there instances where so another thing and then you know we're gonna move on to the next topic i just want <clears throat> to this last thing people um that were commenting saying that they were against surrogacy like oh i'm so glad she's talking about it just telling the truth blah 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 and there were those people who were like well you guys don't like adoption i personally don't really understand the comparison of adoption and surrogacy but i want to <laughs> talk to that really quick it's <clears throat> no one is against adoption but the reality is adoption is not perfect it's not mm-hmm. the best idea for anyone mm-hmm. it is something that happens because of tragedy it's something that happens mm-hmm. and like um like people say all the time like it's a traumatic event for everyone involved there will mm-hmm. always be trauma involved in that but something is done to help rectify that with surrogacy you are the one causing the trauma Mm. And I know that probably is harsh to hear, but like that, it's the transactional, it's transactional, it's, it's trauma inducing. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm going to link the them before us website as well, um, on our articles from the, the episode. And maybe we can even have Katie on one day to talk a little bit more about that and IVF and just as Christians, like, how are we responding? And, and I just want to add to like, this is a tough a hard conversation um and i think sometimes it's very emotional because every woman i don't care who you are every woman has a little bit at least a little bit of desire to be a mom and it's a good desire and it's really hard when it's a strong desire and you can't do it yeah we are just we're people who want what we want and we want to do everything to get it and sometimes it's just not god's plan sometimes it's just not god's plan um so yeah, let us go to the next topic. Okay. <clears throat> so this is something I wanted to talk about weeks ago, um, and we've just had so many things going on. I'm really glad to get into this, and this is going to be the question I think um, will come from this article. Let me just read it. Okay, so <laughs> this is brought to you by um, Christian Pose. <clears throat> Trap from the devil. Priest warns Christians not to play the Holy Spirit Ouija board game. A new board game marketed as a Christian version of the Ouija board has been criticized as satanic and a trap from the devil. It's named the Holy Spirit Board by Holy Spirit Games, Christian religious talking board for a seance with planchette. The game advertises itself on Amazon as a way to help people talk directly to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
Get the answers you need. The Holy Spirit Board can answer all your life's most important questions straight from the man himself. The board's description adds, unlike other spirit boards that are often used to contact ghosts and demons, this is the one-way ticket straight to heaven. While the board's layout looks similar (laughs) to a Ouija board, it differs by including an image of Jesus crucified on the cross, three angels, a dove, and a cross to be moved around on the board. Well, I'm sold. What could be wrong with this? I mean, who could be true, right? I'm right. Sold. I mean, is there another way we can talk to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? <laughs> oh, wait, there is. Literally just talking to him directly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, so when I first heard this, I was like, this is so silly. Nobody would actually, like, buy into it. But then I yeah. thought about it, and I've seen, I'm in, like, a Facebook group for, like, it's called, like, Bibles and Girls, something like that. So it's, like, mm-hmm. Christians all types of Christians, literally from across the entire world, and they were talking about it. And some people genuinely did not understand, like, what was wrong with it, like, where there mm-hmm. was problems. So I was like, you know what, There's there are people who might not understand why it's yeah. wrong. New Christians, or people who... So I grew up in a very hyper-Christian environment, so, like, anything like this, alarm bells go off for me automatically. But if you don't really grow up Christian, I can yeah. see how something like this could be almost, like... Hmm, this is exciting, exciting, intriguing. Yeah, especially if you grew up like with Ouija boards not being like that crazy of an idea. I Mm -hmm. grew up where like don't even like I wouldn't even walk into a house where someone has used one before if you told me. Um, But apparently, (laughs) wow, yeah, apparently in college, um, that's when I found out people just use them for funsies. I didn't realize people were actually like playing around with them. So like this. this type of stuff is just it is such a good way to get um christians who just don't know which is why it's so important for us to talk about these things and to be able to have conversations with our friends because if you're a friend you know you're at a bible study at a new church and someone pulls one of these things out it can be and everybody's like oh let's play let's play it can be uncomfortable to tell someone hey you know what we probably shouldn't be playing with this this is very this isn't this isn't okay it can be uncomfortable but it's something that we need to do and we need to be able to talk about like why is this wrong um and why is the idea um a couple things um help talk directly to our lord and savior jesus christ why is that sentence wrong? The sentence is wrong because we can do it. The Bible has mm-hmm. already given us authority to be able to get, hey, you know what, Jesus, like, I am having a tough day. Like, have a mm-hmm. conversation directly mm-hmm. to him so we don't have to go through any anything, anyone, any object, any uh, anything. We can talk directly to Jesus. Um, and then number two, um... The idea of like spirit boards and messing around with that stuff that goes back to Deuteronomy 18 where the Bible (coughs) tells us to stay away from witchcraft. This is witchcraft. Um, Messing around with these type of things is not it is not okay. And like the article says, it's a quote unquote trap from the devil. This is a fun, cute, catchy way um, to get people who who just wouldn't know any better. There are, like, I have to remind myself there are people who genuinely do not know any better. This is a great way to get them to be all into it and be all about it. But yeah, what are your thoughts? I think it's interesting that you were noticing a lot um, about how they were selling it and who might be receptive to it. 
I was thinking similarly, but I went a little bit of a different direction. So I noticed get the answers you need and like ask the board whatever you want get immediate answers Mm, and this goes back to our last conversation this need for control this need for power yes yes and it is so hard to be in that in that lingering state of Mm -hmm. what is next what do i do Mm -hmm. with my life or this situation that that can be so agonizing right and so we need to know what's next we need to have control we need to have power so this goes to what is faith right is faith knowing and having all the answers immediately or is it trusting in god and and being ready for whatever he mm-hmm. throws at you next mm-hmm. that's where i went with it but i think both of us are totally on the right track and no you're spot right on yeah no that's I love how we both like took two things out of like why this was yeah. wrong. All I have to say, everybody, <clears throat> it's wrong. Like this is not something to play around with. This is not something to oh, haha. This is like a little silly trick thing. I think right now, white elephant are, kind of thing. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't a white elephant gift for your Bible study. <clears throat> I will say, I think we're right now we are in a. Um, resurgence of satanic panic so i know i'll i'll talk for myself personally sometimes like some things that people are like oh this is so satanic i kind of like tune out um yeah but i think that this is because if everything is satanic then nothing is satanic exactly (laughs) and if we're being honest like like first of all satanism is actual satanism like you know I'll crawl all that stuff. All that is is a response to Christianity. They those people probably are have no idea what they're doing. They're goofing off. People who actually do, you know, want to talk with demons and all that other stuff, they're not gonna be up in our face doing all this like, you know, <clears throat> Sam Smith. Sam Smith, this is my opinion, you know, you guys can disagree. Sam Smith, even um the country boy, uh Lil Nas X, all them, they, I personally think that is the definition of apathetic. I think Christians forget how many people are apathetic that aren't, say, they don't believe in anything. They're not spiritual. They're not really, they're just Mm. apathetic. And when you're apathetic, you'll do whatever it takes to get money. What's a great way right now to get attention? Do something quote unquote satanic. Um, because Christians are going to post pictures of it and tell everybody about it. You don't Mm. even have to put any, um, any uh time energy into your marketing because Christians are going to market it for you so I mm. truly think like guys like that that's more of just apathetic which to be honest if, if we're being honest I, I think being apathetic is worse like I think that if you would anyway you know I'm not going to get into all that but all that to say, I do think that um, we are seeing a resurgence of satanic panic, and you know, every a lot of people are calling things that are satanic that, once again, in my opinion, might not necessarily be satanic or they are satanic. So I think that we should um, really be using discernment, really be using discernment because I don't want us. Because I'll be honest, I'm one of those people who, so growing up, I was I heard all the things this person sacrificed this person f- to be famous this person did that and if i told you guys some of the names you'd be shocked this is how i grew up this is what they told us and i went <laughs> along with it i believed it and then as i've gotten older with maturity reading the bible with 
you know, learn a little bit more about the world, I realized that like 98.6% of that stuff is probably not right or real. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you, so I, when I hear some of this stuff, I'm kind of like tune out, like, okay, yeah, since one more person worships the devil, of course, they don't worship money, they're wor- they're not trying to get a paycheck, they're just worshiping the devil, and of course they're going to put a bunch of numbers and symbols in front of everybody, that makes plenty, logical sense to show everyone that you're this, oh, yes, that makes plenty of sense, so I use, so I don't really like, I kind of tune it out, but I am really working on not tuning it out every single time, because now there are things like this is something serious like using discernment that's why discernment is really important that's why you know reading your bible and knowing um you know taking everything back to the word of god i think that's something that uh i've learned over the years too people have said all this is to that you know this person's done this this person's done that taking it to the word of god and then also thinking you know what like is this battle worth having? That's another thing I ta- think about mm-hmm, a lot too. Mm-hmm. Is is me getting upset over this? Is me sharing this half naked man dancing on a pole with uh, double right. ears? Am I helping or hurting? Mm-hmm. Is this mm-hmm. is this a battle I want to be a part of? Mm-hmm. No one else but Christians and conservatives are sharing him. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. He's half naked on a pole with devil ears. Is this something I want to be a part of? Yes or no? It is using that type of discernment. And mm-hmm. I have some friends and probably some people listening here who are really into all that stuff. You know, all the little symbols and things like that. If that's how you want to choose to use your time, that's perfectly fine. I do not choose to use my time that way. I, quite frankly, I don't want to say it. I do not care. You, Sam Smith. Okay, he's a Satanist. What what do I do with that? That's the other thing too. Sorry. Now I'm going on a quick rant and I'm going to get off. I'm going to get off for a second. But I've thought like, okay. when they say all these symbols and numbers mean this, what are we supposed to do? Mm-hmm. I'm being serious. Like, am I supposed to go and like beat the person <laughs> so they're mm-hmm. not being a Satan? Like, what are we supposed to do with this information? When they say Joe Biden's a clone. Okay. What do I do with that? What, how am I supposed to... Am I supposed to storm Area 61 and get the real Joe Biden out? Like, what? I I don't understand. Like, what is the purpose of that? What are we supposed to do with this information? I, yeah. That, okay, that he's a clone. When someone, like, when someone gives me information and I'm not given direction after that, it really triggers me. Yeah. I hear that, you. That's what it... And I think that's what it is. That's why, like, I cannot... I cannot cause myself to care that much okay hillary yeah, clinton is not the real way too freaking much yeah way too many that's things. what it is okay hillary clinton is not that's a body double of hillary clinton okay <laughs> all right do am i supposed to tackle her when i see her like what what do you do with this information and there's people who spend hours and hours like learning about this and i just don't understand like why like if you're one of those people like tell me like fill me in what do we do with that like is it's it, a need for control it's a is need it going to change anything like does it change anything in your life how does this affect I think, you <laughs> i think it does i think it gives people answers even if the answers are so off the wall you we need what? answers we need control and that's why we go to ouija boards and that's a great way to bring it all together. Yeah, I guess you're right. It, is, it gives people answers. It gives people 
that feeling that some kind of closure yeah well okay but guys this next thing i i am flipping out like i knew about this next thing i did a little like i quickly searched like this headline and the stuff that i found goes so much deeper than what you're gonna hear in our first little segment and i found so much to follow it up with that i cannot express how excited i am to share it with you so mallory do you have the next segment i do and this will be we'll wrap this up since we're at like (laughs) all right everybody here we go so much of attraction is related to scent Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. there have been studies about women on birth control pills and when you're on birth control pill, your body thinks that it's essentially pregnant. It's not looking to procreate anymore. So the sense that you're attracted to in a man shift into someone with a more similar immune system to you. But when you're not on the pill and you ovulate, you're attracted to someone with the opposite immune system to you because that's going to make your child have the strongest immune system. So a lot of like when you meet someone and you're just so attracted to them and you love their smell is because your immune systems are polar opposites. So in the study, they found that women were meeting people, dating, getting married to these men, and then getting off of birth control to get pregnant. And then all of a sudden they couldn't stand the scent of their husbands. They're like something about him. I just don't want to be near him. And it was leading to divorce that they, through this research, they kind of renamed birth control pill, the divorce pill, Mm -hmm. because these women were choosing men that had similar immune systems to them because they were on the pill when they met these men. Then when they got off of the pill and they were actually ovulating, it was similar. So their bodies were having this averse reaction that as if it was your family member. And I think that this is really important because if you've only been on birth control the whole time that you've known your partner, there actually might be a shift when, when you come off. Guys, so okay. I also ooh, oh, so much attraction okay. is related. I also want to add: this is a secular podcast. This is not a Christian mm. podcast. As a matter of fact, she, I'm pretty. It's one of those like um, new agey mm-hmm. podcasts. So like, I want to add add that. So you know, some of you might be like, "Oh, well, it's such a religious." No, this is not yeah. like a religious take. Go yeah. Ahead. So. And my research that I did after listening to this segment is also secular. In fact, the websites that I went to glorified birth control, um, said that it was revolutionary, uh, attributed, you know, equal pay and all kinds of things to birth control. So it was a pretty, you know, secular, very, or or at least somewhat left-leaning source that I was getting my information from. So to start (laughs) off, this is true. Um... To put an umbrella term or kind of an umbrella idea on this, birth control affects the brain. That's what it does. And then the brain controls the physical. So it alters the state of your brain, if that makes sense. And it mm-hmm. tricks your brain into not ovulating. Um, and then and then that's the, it's the neurological pass in your brain that stop the physical. So it's not just a physical thing. It directly primarily affects the brain so it gets crazier um dr sarah hill wrote that birth control can cause a decreased preference for male masculinity because it suppresses natural estrogen surge this means women on the pill prefer less masculine men 
than women not on the pill. Um, in a study by the Journal of Psychoneuroendocrinology, quote, women on birth control were found to choose male, pa male partners with more feminine features. And this makes sense. I mean, we emasculate men all the time in society by saying, you know, masculinity is toxic, by saying social constructs are useless, by saying gender roles are sexist. They are constantly emasculated. And if 90% of our culture is on birth control, it makes sense Ooh, yeah. that they be emasculated, hmm. right? And that we're emasculating them. <clears throat> yes. And think about it's in the water, too. If everybody's, you know, taking birth control, it yeah. gets into the water system. Interesting. Continue. Keep going. Keep going. And women, in a way, become less woman-like when we don't have those estrogen surges when we're not ovulate not we don't become less of a woman i don't want to say that but we become less woman like which makes us prefer someone more similar rather than opposite hmm. the article also says that choosing a partner on the pill may result in less long-term attraction and sexual satisfaction in a study of over 2,000 women, it was concluded that the use of hormonal contraception may contribute to a relationship outcome with implications for human reproductive behavior, which is sex, family cohesion, and quality of life. Pub PubMed Central also says that it can alter parental quality. And lastly, I don't know if you're ready for this, the article said women on the pill may be more likely to initiate divorce interesting interesting that's interesting. my take and this is again this is a you know a woman who believes that overall it's a it's a good birth control is a moral good but she still says all of this stuff dr sarah hill that is weird um <clears throat> make sure you send me the link to this to the study that is so strange yeah. if and i guess this goes back to what is important um what is the foundation of everything and is the idea of you not being attracted it affecting your brain that you're mm -hmm. not attracted to someone that you might become a divorce is that does that outweigh the pleasure of not having a child right when you want to um and it sounds like to some people it does but i think this mm -hmm. is this study <clears throat> is very interesting and i just love that people who aren't just christian or religious yeah. or conservative are talking about this because this is how we're going to get the information out um yeah. and i think the more people that we get weaned off of birth control the more um it's, it's going to be a net positive for our society especially mm -hmm. you know listening to some of the things that you were saying about um preferring like masculine um preferring less masculine, less masculine men, men and emasculating men i think i didn't make that connection like you're right if 90 percent of women are on birth control which is i'm that's a high number i don't know if that's let's just say uh, yeah i've heard it somewhere maybe i'm thinking of something else but it's definitely more than it's more than 50 more than average okay so um <clears throat> you know all these women are on birth control then they are i mean 
how we talk about men. Wow, this is, I'm like speechless because it all is connected. It all makes sense. So what do we yeah. do with this information? Like, what do we, like, how do we be, like, how are we talking to our friends about this? I think that the first thing is, you know, sharing this reel, sharing the study. We're going to link the, um, link the study and everything. I'll link the reel and everything. Um, and having like real honest conversations. Okay. You're on board control because of X, Y, and Z. Um, <clears throat> there are definitely ways to get off birth control. We've talked about it on the podcast. <coughs> We've talked about it on, um, our uh patreon we do an episode on that yeah um if you do fem f-e-m-m look into that that's a great way to get off birth control as well um and this is you know having that conversation with your friends and it's hard i've had a conversation with yeah. some of my friends about birth control and it is it, it's uncomfortable it's personal it's so personal it's personal you're right because it's personal and i think people think that you are judging them and it's like no totally. i'm just telling you like this is the truth this is what's going on like hey mm -hmm. girl i'm trying to help you out like this is for your benefit but i think this is important like having this conversation um with your friends about birth control about how it can change and then also realize okay i'm on birth control now all right what do you do you're dating well if you're married you're you know you're gonna have to figure that out like within your marriage because that's you're stuck with that person for life but if you're not <laughs> if you're not married you know get off and see how your body feels see mm -hmm. what you do and i think that i think it's definitely possible to like push through i hate to say that because that sounds awful i think but you know if you love someone you can push through it and i don't think smell like she was saying about the smells i it's so funny because i've only really like positively smelt someone she i don't think once. she's talking about like cologne she's I know, talking about like, like their body odor like it is this one yeah he'll never hear this so i can say this so this guy i grew up with um i just remember he had like a specific like smell like it was a positive smell like if you had lined up 10 and it mm -hmm. wasn't cologne it was like it was his natural body odor if you lined up a hundred men or a hundred you know people from our middle school together i would be able to tell you which one was this guy mm -hmm. um and that's the only person i've ever like smelt like i don't really think of i don't know I, i've never really thought of like the smell but i have heard people say like oh yeah my man smells so good i've never felt that i don't know i guess maybe if i meet well, my future husband he'll have a scent that i'll like do you smell your husband like well yeah but but like think about it this way it would be more like studies have found that men can almost like a sixth sense can smell when a woman's ovulating like it's very attractive it's an attractive hormone that's released like you imagine imagine when you release have you ever heard of like when cats are really crazy you might release a pheromone in the home to calm them down no it doesn't actually wild. smell like anything but oh. it's a hormone that's being released okay that you like you can you ingest and it and it causes in it it's a very it's a very subconscious it's subconscious so like it's exactly. not like a oh, okay, yes. okay okay subconscious yes okay because i was thinking because like i said like there's only been one guy and i'm like he does have a smell and not, not yeah, a it's negative not, it's not even like it's not even body odor necessarily it's yeah a very... and it wasn't a negative it was just like a right i, I don't know how to describe it like it like i said if you could line 100 people up i would be able to tell you 
which one he was because he just he had this thing about him. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, very, 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 very interesting. Thing. Yeah. And then one last thing I'll say. I did look it up while we were on the phone. Majority of females, 18 to 64, have used contraception. 90% have used contraception. Although 76%, I think, are actively using. Okay. Now, does contraceptive include condoms? I don't know. That's just okay. Kaiser Family Foundation. I typed in birth control, and then this is the first thing that came up. Okay, okay. Because, I mean, because when I hear contraception, that can right. mean condoms. Okay, and- wait. Wikipedia, which I don't know how much you rely on Wikipedia. It says, as of 2008, 99% of sexually active women have used birth control at some point. Hormonal birth control? <laughs> Say that again? 99%? Yeah. Of sexually active women. Have you But you're going to get different numbers. Control. Like, that's true. Another you're, thing. you're always. Well, the point is, it's a high number. Let, you it's know a what? high number. It's, mo- it's more than We're the, major- being it's generous, the majority. Let's say 75%. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just being generous. That's conservative. That's conservative. That's the conservative. That's crazy. That's wild. Well, you guys, once again, goes back to um what is the purpose because and i mean i guess you can kind of say it for all of these stories what is the purpose of family what's the purpose of sex because the whole reason why you're on birth control take away the people who have to who who are told by their doctors they have to to for acne and x y and z um not talking about those right now the whole purpose of birth control is so that you don't get pregnant while you're having sex, whether it's sex within the marriage or sex without the marriage. Um, you know, what is the purpose? It goes with the surrogacy issue. What is the purpose? What is the purpose of having children? What is the purpose of having sex? Uh, when it comes to even the, the Ouija, the Christian Ouija board, what is the purpose? If we go back to the foundation, um, which is in the Bible, Christian or Christians here. If we go back to the Bible, we look at what is the purpose of X, Y, and Z. That should be what um, leads us to make our decisions. The purpose of you, I want child. What is the purpose of having a child? God told us to be fruitful and multiply. God told us to be fruitful and multiply within marriage. God told us to be fruitful and multiply within a marriage with an unequal with someone who we're equally yoked with okay so that's the root of that what is the purpose i really want to talk to god i i just need to know am i going to meet um taylor lautner and we're going to actually be the ones getting married (laughs) um ouija board tell me okay what is the purpose of me knowing this because i want to control my life okay what is that about controlling my life um birth control i just i really don't want a child right now what i was gonna say exactly that yeah what is the the need for control back to the need for control because you don't want a child right now why don't you want a child right now because of x y and z are there valid reasons not to want a child right now absolutely we're not and i want to say we're not against just having you know sex however whenever however i mean by the time i get married i will be doing that because you know i'm gonna be older so i'm gonna have to back to back to back but you know 
those of you 21, 22, married, mm-hmm. you want to wait a year or so, I'm not telling you not to wait. I'm just saying, yeah, you know. Discernment, of course. Use discernment. But don't There's block so God out of things. it. Exactly, exactly. All right. This has been kind of an all over um, episode. Went off topic multiple times. But that's just per what you usual. get. We yeah, all do. Per usual. That's just what you get with uh, the gals from Those Are The Girls. If you have enjoyed this episode, which I know you have, go ahead and leave that five star rating. Go ahead and give us a review. Um, let us know. Ooh, what's a good question? What? How does the need for control? How do you struggle with a need for control? I'll share on the on the app. How do Perfect. you struggle with your need? How for do control? you struggle with the need for control? How do you struggle with the need for control? Okay. And are you guys proud of us for keeping this at roughly an hour, even including 15 minutes of the Little Mermaid review? <laughs> was it 15 minutes? Oops. It was 15. <laughs> well, um, it was that good of a movie. So It was that good of a movie. It was proud that good of a movie. But yes, um, so how do you struggle with the need for control? Um, put that. Let us know on the YouTube and let us know on Spotify. Let us know on the app. I guess that's it. Um, make sure you share with your friends. This is another evergreen episode. I'm pretty sure every topic is something that we can talk about. And well, as I always say, an ongoing conversation. Um, oh. Just make sure you're sharing with your friends and having the conversation. Have a great night, evening, day, however, whenever you're listening. Bye. Peace out.